real as it gets. This is Nash Gruner, the son of Olivia Gruner, and you are listening to the UCW radio show in your face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW radio in your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome back to the UCW Radio Show, and we're uh, coming to you today with another great guest. Uh, but before we bring him on the show, I want to uh, throw some, a few things out there to our listeners. Uh, make sure to uh, pick up this month's issue of Muscle and Fitness, uh, because celebrity chef Gavin Murphy actually is gracing a number of pages in there, especially as we had... Uh, Canada Day, and we have uh, the 4th of July weekend coming up, uh, you're going to get a lot of grilling advice from him. Uh, and in case you don't know him, uh, he was Cindy Crawford's personal chef and has been the personal chef of many celebrities. You can find out more about what he has cooking, for real, uh, on uh, HealthyIrishman.com, so you want to check that out. Also, uh, you wanna, you know, on Sunday nights, uh, check out to catch a, a contractor with Adam Carolla and Skip Bettle. You know, they have, uh, a great show where basically they're cornering, you know, uh, shady contractors that aren't doing the right thing and they're forcing them to do the right thing by using the media to, uh, to, uh, I guess, you know, guilt them into it and hopefully turn them around so that they don't do that to anyone else. So they're actually helping homeowners uh, on the West Coast. So it's, it's pretty interesting. And then also you want to uh, check out uh, Jason Cameron. And, uh, and he has a, a couple of shows on DIY. And then also uh, you want to check out Chuck Palumbo and Lords of the Car Hordes on the, on the Discovery Channel. And that's a great show, actually. Um, they, uh, they go to, uh, hoarders, uh, and they, you know, you have a hoarder that may have, uh, a whole backyard full of, uh, rusty cars, and they'll find the gem in there and pick one car and use all the other, uh, quote unquote junk and, uh, you utilize that so they can finance fixing that one car and make it more valuable than everything put together. So it's a, it's a cool show, uh, and that's on the Discovery Channel. Okay, and uh, all right, with that said, without uh, further ado, I want to bring on our guest. He is the uh, the, the coach, actually the, the coach and strength and conditioning coach for the Denver Nuggets, and I'm excited to have him on here. Uh, so let's bring on Steve Hess onto the UCW radio show. All right, Steve, welcome to the UCW radio show. How are you? Unbelievable. How you doing, boss? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. I want to thank you for taking the time out to come on the show and, and share the story of your journey because I know you're pretty busy nowadays. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather be that way than, than the alternative. I just appreciate you you having me on and, you know, I'd love to um, share my journey. And as I say, if some people get excited about it, brilliant. Uh, but once again, really appreciate this opportunity. So thank you. Uh, but you know what? I, I appreciate you coming on. And just for our listeners, you know, I love the humility that Steve has has because, you know, uh, I, I can talk to him a million times and he'll still be humble. Okay. And I, I'm, I, I would shake him and say, Hey, come on. Look at you. You're a super duper star. Come on, buddy. 
<laughs> but the humility, yeah. the humility is important because uh, you know you don't uh, you don't get stuck in your own head, and that's that's a good thing. Well, I'm so firstly appreciate you um, even making reference um, to the fact that I may be out of the realm of normality somewhat. But here's the thing: I'm I'm so blessed to be doing exactly what I want to be doing. Um, I'm in the exact role um, I want to be in. You know, my my objective is to get athletes better. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, mine is a secondary role. You know, I'm trying to get them to perform at a better rate, and I'm fully aware that it's all about them. And, and, and I really don't get caught up in um, um, being great or the, the whole concept of being a guru because I have a tendency to think that as soon as you um, start getting too comfortable or, or you lose humility, your ability to continually evolve and grow and upgrade um, what you're trying to give out to people ceases, and I will never be that. So the cool thing about my whole journey, the more I learn, the more I understand, the longer I do it, the more I realize, the less I know. So I'm, I'm freaking so excited because I fully know that I'll, I'll be doing this at 120 because of the fact like I honestly believe um, I will never get to the top of the mountain, but I'm going to keep climbing, and it's a weird concept for people to understand, but, but I love that. Yeah, you know what I do, and uh, before we we go into how things started with you, I look at it as I look at it when I when I see a child and I see that wonder in their eyes, I want that wonder. I want to keep wanting to learn more and do more and try to and try new things and continue to push myself. I don't look at what happened. Like I I sent out a uh, a tweet earlier and I said you know. People, you know, they send out these these throwback Thursdays. Everything else is fine, you know. You do that, and, and you kind of you you touch on what you did in the past, but it has no it that's not it has no predic it does not predicated on your future, what you're going to do in the future. So you can't get stuck in the past. So that 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 was my whole purpose of doing that. <laughs> no, I love it, and I think you do an unbelievable job inspiring people. You know, I was sitting with JJ Hickson this morning, mm-hmm. um, and he came in for an early workout, which, which was just amazing, and. And the reason why I'm saying that is like we had this whole conversation. If no one cares what you've done yesterday, mm-hmm. so what, what, what are we getting done today? That's the most important mm-hmm. thing. And then to your point, it's like, you know, my, my most, I love, I, I love people who get excited about little stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that because to me, it's all little stuff. And if you keep it in context, you have this ability to stay excited. And my whole thing is we live this unbelievable life, but we allow our perception distort, to distort our reality. And what I'm saying is just perception. So get excited about mm-hmm. everything that you can and understand if it all went right, it would be mundane. So just that's my whole thing. It's like when things go great, I'm like, oh my, you know, I'll get a brilliant example. You're driving, and I do this all the time, and I'm mm-hmm. really trying to get out of it. You let someone come in front of you, and they don't thank you. You want to get out the car and be like, seriously? Now it's to the point when they do thank me, I'm so excited. I'm like, now I'm going to do this more often. <laughs> but we get this perception of what we think they should do, and we don't necessarily understand. It doesn't matter what they do. It's how we perceive it. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good way of looking at, at it because if you look at it that way, how often do you get mad at someone cutting you off or letting go <laughs> or something? You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's like I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, like 98%, I'm like, I'm like the, the roadrunner, my Legs are going, and I'm like, zing. My wife's like, dude, you have got it so. But I know the tempo of with which I start the day carries me through. So if I roll out and I'm excited from the minute I start, that just sets the tempo. And then I have a huge, um, a huge, and this is not my quote. In fact, Todd Durkin 
said it to me like five years ago, huge believer in how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. Just a huge believer in that. So if you roll out and you do everything with everything you got, that's all you can do. Yeah, I mean, because there's no guarantee of tomorrow. It's only what you have today. So if you look at it that way, you're going to make the most of it. You have to. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Absolutely. So, so now I think what we what we want to do, Steve, because I mean, your your journey is uh, it's it's interesting to say the least. So, what I want to do, I want to crank back a little bit. And, you know, when we go into the second half of the show, we're going to talk about what you're doing with the Denver Nuggets and everything else. But I want to talk about you and, and, and where, you, where you got started in, in, in your journey. Where did you get, how did you get started into health and fitness and everything else? Because I, I know you competed. Uh-huh. And we're going to talk about so that my whole, too. I, <laughs> yeah, no, so, so my, I mean, it started, I actually grew up, I was born in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And from the ages, and I know this is sound cliche, but it's really not. From the age of six, I was enamored with the fact that either I wanted to be in professional sports or I wanted to train people in professional sports. I just knew it. And then as my journey progressed, you know, I left South Africa when I was 12. I went to live in London until I was 13. Then I went back to Zimbabwe until I was 15. Then back to South Africa until I was 18. Then back to London. Then I went to get my degree in um, upstate New York at Ithaca College. My, 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 my pre- it's like one of those things where I honestly... Initially, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, just don't think I was smart enough. But as my journey evolved, uh, and I did more and more things um, with my undergraduate degree, and I did an internship at a hospital in Zimbabwe, I understood that absolutely um, wasn't wasn't my destiny because I took things too personally. Mm -hmm. And after working in the hospital for a while, I I just took stuff home. So I came to the realization that I absolutely, unequivocally, really, really want to work with athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Also, even at a younger age, and, and the great thing about uh, my, my journey, as I say, uh, my father lived in London, my mom lived in Zimbabwe, I went to um, boarding school in South Africa, so I have these unbelievable parents that, that, that allowed me to grow, and they gave me a great path, but they never kept me stifled. Mm-hmm. Um, so two things can happen. Um, you either go off the rails, or, or you learn to really take advantage of the whole concept of everything's achievable. Now, now to be a thousand percent honest, Man, I don't even know how I got through high school. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't. But once I hit college, I'm like, okay, I, I'm really into this stuff, and I really, really want to study. And once I, um, I got a better grasp about the interest of it and how excited I got, I, I just, um, I really, I delved into it. And I, and I, and I, again, I worked, I worked relatively hard for for what I knew as hard work. But it was, it was like one of those things where you wake up every day and you know you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one of those things where I should be somewhere, somewhere else, uh, I should do something else. I, re- I remember distinctly when I'm 18 years old and I'm in London and my father and I are having a conversation and he's like, so what are you going to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I'm going to train people. And he's like, dude, I'm in property investment. How are you going to make money doing it? And I'm like, dad, I don't know, but this is what I want to do. And he, and he supported me a thousand percent, which was unbelievable. But again, it was a, it was a path I carved out, but, but the knowingness within me w- was singular. Mm-hmm. I was passionate about this. And that's what I feel drives everything. So if you've got passion, the rest is easy. Well, it's the Henry Ford mentality. You know, he, when, he, when he created the, uh, you know, the car, the automobile, you know, he didn't know how he was going to do it, but he knew he wanted to get something on the road. So, um, but if you, if you have the desire and the passion, as you said, 
of course you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna find the way. You're gonna find a way from no way, as Bruce Lee says. You find a, a way of, from no way, and that's what you did. But it's, and and that, again, it's like um, the great thing about this whole journey is, firstly, I have huge, huge, huge respect for people. Um, who work with all populations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I don't, you know, there's this whole, this, this whole image that, that top of the clinical is a professional athlete. And I'm saying, no, the top of the pinnacle is you got a stroke victim that can't dorsiflex and you're able to get them to dorsiflex and they can walk, walk. And this, you know, or, or some, you know, you, you ch- someone has MS and you change the scope of their views then they, they, they unable to have any compensation patterns, so you have to get everything working. So that, it takes hours, and you've got to revisit everything you're doing. And it's, so, so that's where I'm like, wow, you know, let's keep this in perspective. I absolutely, unequiv- I love working with athletes um, because it's so, it's so exciting for me. And you're looking at the performance end of that, and that, that absolutely is what gets me just jacked up. But... Mm. It doesn't take away where I look at what some other people are doing in this field, and I'm like, wow, unbelievable. And I'm able to learn so much from what they do in really breaking the body down and taking specific systems out of the whole system to get it strong, to re-put it. It it just amazes me. So I think sometimes, um, you know, we're like, okay, I've just got to train athletes. And I think Mm -hmm. what ends up happening like that is it limits the scope of what you're trying to do. So my point is, if, if, if you really want to make people better, doesn't matter who it is, um, but you can still be directed to your end goal. But understand, through, again, my journey of getting there uh, is, so, is so amazing um, in regard to I was able to do so many different things. So my undergraduate degree, I worked in Tompkins Community Hospital. Uh, my internship was at, in the cardiac ward. I was cardiac rehabilitation. Amazing. Then I spent six weeks in Zimbabwe working at a, a PT clinic over there. Unbelievable. Then I remember when, you know, when I'm 19 and I'm going, you know, I want to start this personal training business. You know, I go to people's houses with weights in a backpack, ride my bike, and have to think of this different way just to train different people. This all adds to the end product. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we get so enamored with what we want at the end, we don't take advantage of the little pieces getting us there. You have to enjoy the journey, and and do you think? And I, I know the answer, but I have to ask it for our listeners. Do you think that your diverse uh, background, where you grew up, and and where you traveled to, that that had an impact on how you view life? Wow. Okay. So that's uh, firstly that's an unbelievable question, and um, I think in my case it really, really helped me um, because. Um, it gave me a, a broad scope as long as I was able to pull it into a, a directed scope. So as long as I was able to draw from the experiences um, and then direct it to exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a huge believer in getting as much inf- information um, from your life lessons, but then you still have to be directed in the exact path you want to take. So if I try and draw, and this is going to sound weird, but if you, if you try and draw on every experience, integrate everything you've learned into everything you do all the time, I think it, it, it's not directed enough. So I feel in my case, um, it really, really did help me. But then I, you know, I stop and think. So I've been with the Nuggets 19 years. 
and I, and I think how much I've grown in the period of time I'm with them, and, and I'm like, I'm just so incredibly blessed that they had enough faith to stay with me over the good, the bad, the ugly, and things like that. Because now I'm kind of getting to the point at the 19th year, and I, I've been doing this now for 30 years, where I feel like I'm kind of, I'm going to be okay. I'm getting better, and I could be okay doing this business, but it's taken 30 years um, of really trying to do different things in the realm of what I want to do. So to, to answer your question, absolutely. It, it helped me unbelievably. Um, but, again, I think people, it doesn't matter. doesn't mean you have to have those experiences. I think people could be much more successful uh, than me having never traveled. Um, you know, now we have the computer age. and you're, now, now, here's the thing, though. But, but what I'm saying is a computer age to get you to look into what it is you want to delve further in, but then delve in. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think Wikipedia is um, research, um, but we have, we have the availability to really research everything and, and really make a difference. I think we're in a great age. I think, as I say, in my case, it was brilliant, but do I think it would help everyone? Not necessarily. And I think people could take much simple pause and be so much more effective than I am. You know, I, I always think that, again, you have to enjoy the journey and you have, as you said, uh, take every piece of it and take it along and, and put it together to have your end result. And even that end result is going gonna, is gonna to change as you're reaching out for it because it's, it's, it's constantly moving. As one thing changes, it changes the whole scope of everything, the whole picture. Uh, but I, I do, I do encourage people to travel and learn. It's not even traveling; it's learning. So whether it's the internet, whether it's other uh, ways you're doing it, learn. Always grow. Always grow as a person. That's going to help uh, to 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 do um, to give you a different perspective on on life, as opposed to you know getting stuck in that materialistic and that ton that I guess that that pigeonhole environment that drives me crazy uh you have to keep your mind open in my opinion you know and I, I so, so so yeah you're right yeah so now um and i just want to throw that in i know this, this is your time but i need to throw that in <laughs> no 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 because yes so so no we're on the same page yeah. so what i'm saying is i, I so, so, so 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 this is my simple view the mind is the strongest thing we have mm-hmm. and knowledge is the greatest weapon for our mind. Right. But the thing is, you have to, again, and this is, the, this is the issue we have, to learn, you really have to listen. Then you have to contemplate. So to learn, you cannot mimic what others are doing. You've got to take it all in and then come up with your course. But in every single, so, bullet, I go to a gym. I never go to a gym and look to see what trainers are doing badly. I'm going to say in my head, they've prepped that individual so well that individual can tolerate what they're doing. Here's what I do. I go in there to see what they're doing unbelievably well so I can learn from it. Mm-hmm. My sons, oh my gosh, I learn from them all the time. My athletes, great. They go through stuff where I'm gobsmacked. I'm like, how are they able to do what they do? So and my wife, my, listen, the way my, my dog has a partial tear of his ACL, the way he takes care of himself, I'm like, this is unbelievable. So I learn from every aspect. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, in order to learn, you really have to observe, and then you have to contemplate everything around you. And that's a skill that a lot of not everyone has that skill, Steve. Yeah, and then you know, it's the same as like again, I like like people. 
I, 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 yeah, I wake up, we, our coach right now, uh, amazing human being. And, and, you know, we had a conversation and, and I pinched myself. He's like, I pinch myself because sometimes I'm like, wow, you guys are allowing me to do this with these athletes. It's the most amazing thing. Uh, but, but, but here's the thing. It's like I never at any point did I look to attain anything but just make people better. So when people come up to me and say, well, how do I get a TV show or how do I do this or how do I do that? I'm like, well, you're in the wrong business. This has got nothing to do about that. So again, and this is, this is, this is just one of my things. As a trainer, I train individuals. So you probably won't see me with my shirt off I'm doing it, and, I'm, and I'm, I don't care what anyone else, I'm just saying me, mm-hmm. you know, doing a, a, a demo or, on a chest press, um, you know, it's like, it's like, how do I get athletes or whoever I'm working with to integrate my system into their workout? I'm a trainer, right. you know, and my athletes, I like to think so, but it's not about me. So whatever, being on your show, so blessed. But, but again, it's got nothing to do, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to just stay in my lane and do what I do as best I can, and then you so kindly invited me onto the show. It's one of the most amazing things, but it's, my goal is not to get my name out there. My goal is to just get human beings better. And that's why you're on the show, because you, because you, because you, you're a good guy. And you have, and I know you have a good heart, and I know where you, where your head is, and I know that our listeners are getting a benefit from you speaking, and that's the greatest gift that you can that you can give is pay it forward, and that's what you're doing here today, Steve, and I appreciate that. Um, I had a question for you, because uh, I know I should have asked this earlier, but why Ithaca College? Okay, so remember I told you. Um, I could give you, man, listen, because no one really knows this. So I could fabricate a story. You'd be, wow, here's the truth. Coming out of high school, I got a university pass. I don't even know how I applied. Mm-hmm. I applied to 15 universities in London uh, to do some type of sports-oriented field, and they were like, you're crazy. And then I'm like, you know, I want to go exercise science. And Ithaca College were kind enough to offer me a conditional acceptance where I had to maintain a 3.4 grade point average I had to do my SATs, um, and they would give me a condition of a year uh, and see how it went. Listen, I was like, I'm in. I- I'm in. So that's why I went to Ithaca. They have a campus in London that was so brilliantly gracious um, to accept me at that campus in London. I remember my first semester taking macroeconomics, um, I think macroeconomics some English class, and I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, I did, I did, again, I did well my first semester, and then, then my second semester, I'm like, I'm in. So I'm, I'd never been to Ithaca, New York. So we went to uh, Cape Town in December, middle of summer, freaking beautiful weather, and then I flew to Ithaca with my dad, and we landed, and uh, the wind coming off the Cayuga Lakes, and I was staying at the Hudson Heights, which are these like, little wood. I walked in there, and my dad got hysterical laughing. He's like, well, son, I'll see you in four months. And it was, it was just like one of those where I'm like, I'm just so blessed to be here. I'm going to take, the, this is the most amazing opportunity. I'm going to get everything I can out of it. And it was the, just, it was the best, best choice I could ever have made. Cause at the time I was there, I think there were only 8,000 students. Um, the people in my exercise department, um, Gary Sforza, Frank McHale, uh, Dr. Kara were so incredibly supportive. Um, it was amazing. You know, coming from London where your education is a lot of times, it's like if you went to the best high school, then you went to the best. But these guys were like, just work hard. And 
I did that, and I finished my undergraduate degree, came to Colorado, where I worked in a related fields, which you have to do when you're from a foreign country. They gave me a graduate assistantship to get my master's degree in um, sports medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that I'm so blessed that I took that part. Because if I'd come to the States and gone to a party school uh, with 25,000 um, students, I would have been a wrap. So it, it worked out brilliantly. But the, the reason why I started there You'd be in London one of the few... You would be in London Yeah, I have I've been here I've been in London In the commercial real estate Yeah, you wouldn't have met so your wife You wouldn't have your kids A lot of things I wouldn't be on your show Are you exactly. kidding me? That would be the worst be like Steve who? No, I'm, I'm joking <laughs> But it's true You know, because you, would, you, yeah. would, you wouldn't have All the things you have now And everything happens for a reason In this life It's the same as people say to me Dude, how did you get your job? I'm like, luck 100% luck I was a head trainer at Greenwood Athletic Club in Colorado. Ah, but Steve, um, don't go into that now. We're oh, gonna, okay, we're, okay, we're, okay, we're okay, going to okay, talk okay, about okay, the okay. next segment because I want right, to I want right. to get in, in in deep with that so people know how you got to where you got with the Nuggets. Um, but you I want to before we go we, before we go to the break. Uh, I guess what what I want to ask you is right now um, as you as you took this journey. Now, would you have done? anything different if you could have so um um would i have done anything different if i could have mm-hmm. so no um you know again i don't think i would change anything in my life now does that mean there's certain things i look upon and, and you know just like paying more attention um when i was in high school i think would have benefited me um, learning how to say all that stuff. But here, here's, here's what I feel. The reason why I say no is I've made so many mistakes in my life and I've had so many mess-ups that I'm like a, a, an old oak tree with so many rings that, that, that if I sat down and went through everything, people would be like, seriously? So here's the great thing about all of that. Because of the fact that I've made so many mistakes, um, I can't judge anyone because I've, I've done some stupid stuff. So it's given me such a brilliant perspective uh, just on life and on people. I, it's like I really, you know, um, I don't care what other people do. That's up to them. That, that's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. I know what I have to do. And the other thing is, is as I go on this journey of life, I understand more and more that the less you try and control, the more free you are. Um, and I think the basis of all that comes from all the stupid stuff I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Would I change anything? No, because if I would have changed one thing, and I look back, you know, again, I look at, um, I look at my sons, and just to bring them into this, my wife does an unbelievable job um, of just directing them really, really well. But I have incredible young men um, who I, I think give this last thing a great, great shot. But there's specific times where my wife would be like, oh, you got to speak to Jordan, you got to speak to God. I'm like, you know what? Um, I understand I'm trying to be a great parent, but on this, this particular issue, I really can't because my point of reference is messed up because I was so much further behind them at their age. Mm-hmm. Now, other issues I can, but I look at fairness to them. So, so what I'm saying in the scope of what's happened to me, I'm absolutely not even close to what anyone would be considered uh, as great, not even close. And that's because I got so many bumps, bruises, scrapes, and all this other thing. But I've come to terms with this journey is, has really um, given me such a great perspective and such a great enjoyment mm-hmm. um, of not only 
um, this, this great life, but it also gives me such a great perspective of other people because generally I, it's like I'm like, I really can't judge because, I've, uh, again, I don't know what they've done, what they've been through, and I just don't have any rights. And I think if anything has been different, I wouldn't be as along the path as I am right now. And I'm, I kind of dig my path right now. Uh, you, you know something? The journey and everything you went through, what it did, Steve, it built character. And and that's yes, and, and that's something that you can't create. You just get built over time. But what we're gonna do right now, Steve, um, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna bring you. We're gonna come back uh, to the show because we gotta take a break. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, we're gonna go on and on. We'll we'll be on we'll be on the show for hours and hours. <laughs> and then that, they're, they're, they're not gonna boot me, and that's it. All right. So I want you to stick with us, uh, our listeners. Stick with us, and we'll, we'll be back on the UCW Radio Show with Steve Hess.
This is Louis Bello, and you've been listening to my new single, You the Best. You can get this at louisbello.com or on iTunes. DDP Yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> Over the last 12 years, I developed this amazing program I now call DDP Yoga, specifically to strengthen and heal my own body. It's the only reason I was able to wrestle in the ring well over 15 years and three world championships. And now, I wanna bring this amazing workout to you and it will change the way you think about the word yoga. DDP Yoga is all about zero impact, kick-ass cardio, increased flexibility and core strength conditioning. It's like nothing you have ever seen or done before. DDP Yoga. All right, welcome back to the UCW Radio Show, and we've been speaking with Steve Hess, our special guest, in case you missed it. Oh, the whole show revolves around him. Of course you you didn't miss it. We're we're talking with Steve Hess. Steve, (laughs) welcome back. So glad to be back. Okay, so now we, we spoke about your journey. Um, you bouncing around from, uh, you know, uh, South Africa, Zimbabwe, or well, it used to be Rhodesia, right? Uh, London, yes, yeah, I know. I, I lived in Africa for a while, so I kind of understand. Uh, and then Ithaca and your whole, your whole journey. Now, fast forward, you know, you're, you're in Dun, you're, you're in Denver now. So why don't you tell us how, how you got? I know you get this question a lot. People say, "Whoa, ha, oh, Steve! How did you get become the uh, the top dog uh, strength conditioning uh, coach for the Denver Nuggets?" Um, it's not something that just developed out of nowhere. Can you give us an idea of how that came to fruition? Uh, absolutely. Well, firstly, I just want to, you know, um, speaking to you over the break, I just want to reiterate um, something that, that that I really think a really important message. You know, we can talk about experiences and all that. Um, the one thing is you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to be diligent in your approach. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, whatever it is you're looking to study and however you want to do it, you've got to take a big chunk out of that and do it right and do it with everything you have. Because I think um, sometimes people take shortcuts. What I'm saying is absolutely, unequivocally, don't take any shortcuts. Because sometimes the, the, the biggest lesson learned in, the, in that darkest, hardest night. So, so I just had to get that in there mm-hmm. um, with, with you and I talking in the break. So right. my path was, again, like one of those where um, people ask me that all the time, and I'm like, it, it was luck, 100% luck. I was, um, I'd finished my undergraduate degree, um, and I moved to Colorado, and I worked in a gym, which 15 years later, I uh, ended up owning but, that gym. But before you go there, why yeah. Colorado? So, <laughs> and I know this is going to be a funny story. So again, <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 so, so why Colorado? So I finished uh, my undergraduate degree in Ithaca, New York, mm-hmm. and we had like you have like Senior Week, which is a week of partying. Right. Um, and I met a girl over Senior Week, and I was like, man, this could be it. So she went to um, see you in Boulder, right. and she's like, well, why don't you come home with me? So I tell my dad, listen, I'm going to go live in Boulder, and he's like, well. Son, you got to come home for a second. We got to kind of get your papers in order. I'm like, okay, no worries. So I come home and I think I think I'm going to you know Colorado. I think I'm going to Boulder. I didn't even know there were mountains there. So my dad's like, Steve, you got issues. And I'm like, yeah, no, I do. So I flew to Texas. 
uh, rented a car, which my uncle helped me out with, and I drove to Boulder. And, um, you know, I was in Boulder. We, I came in at like 2 in the morning. Next morning, I wake up, and I'm like, man, these mountains are incredible. And so what I did was, I'm like, I've got to get a job. So I drove down to Denver, and I interviewed at this health club. Uh, at the time, it was called the Athletic Club at Denver Place. Mm-hmm. Now, you have one year, and it has to be in a related field. So this was re- related to my field. So I got it done, and, and I worked at this health club for a year. I think after two weeks, it no longer worked out with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So my dad's like, come on, dude, you've got to come home. I'm like, no, just don't do that. You know, I'm here. I'm going to hang out. He's like, well, where are you going to stay? I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I ended up actually renting a third floor walk-up um, on Colfax, like not, not a great street. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kept my job, and it was like, it was amazing. It, it was like I was by myself in a place I knew no one, and it was just, it was like, it was, it was gotcha. And you know, I, I was responsible for myself. It was very, very cool. And after a year, um, you know, I had, a, I had a pretty good clientele going on over there, and um, they offered me the head training position over there, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go back and get my master's degree. And they're like, Stephen, you know, I'm just letting you know, in the field that you were in, you, you're doing pretty well right now. Why would you do that? And I'm like, because it's what i got to do. So I went back, um, got my master's degree, and um, I've been dating uh, an incredible young lady for now for like six months, and who now became my wife. So I met her who now became my wife. She came to Ithaca with me, and I'm like, Alicia, why would you do that? Um, we rented a U-Haul. Um, I think we had one couch, and that was it. So I don't know why we rented a U-Haul. Ended up in Ithaca. She's like, where are we going to live? I'm like, I got this. Didn't have a place to live. Didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So with a graduate assistant, I don't, I don't even know how this stuff worked out. But it just ended up being an unbelievable experience getting my master's degree in sports medicine. Um, again, I did a master's thesis on bone density and resistant trade females. Mm-hmm. I did it through Syracuse University. Just a brilliant, 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 brilliant experience. Um, then said to Alicia, okay, we're going to move back to Colorado. And I think at this point, my wife's like, okay, I know what I'm getting here. Uh, not not a normal individual. I'm just going to roll with this. So we moved back to Colorado. Her parents paid our first month rent in apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, cool, I'll go back to the gym. And I'll have my full client time. doesn't work like that. Um, you know, you've been gone a year, year and a half, but you got to start from scratch again. So I went to a, another half club, Greenwood Athletic Club, and I said to them, uh, here's what I propose. I'm going to come in. This is what I'm going to charge. This is what I'm going to do. I'm like, they're like, you're nuts. It's 60% more work trainers. I said, I understand that, but, but it's, it's got nothing to do with the other trainers. It's like, this is just my worst. I put a lot of time and effort into this. I love what I do. But they, so, so after a, a period of a while, it, it worked out. And then they so graciously said, would I be the head trainer there mm-hmm. by my second year? And I'm like, brilliant. And then what ended up happening, Alan Bristow became the general manager of the Denver Nuggets. And he wanted to utilize our health club. So he said to me, he's going to bring on a part-time strength coach who would work under me as well. Mm-hmm. So I said, brilliant. I went home to my wife. I said, I'm getting this job. She said, well, what do you know about basketball? I said, nothing. So please buy me that book, Basketball 101 for Dummies. <laughs> She's like, cool. She bought the book to me, and I'm like, here's my perspective. It's great that I don't know anything about it. Here's why. My views are fresh, Okay. I'm not trying to be a basketball coach. I want to understand the biomechanics that go into players that play basketball. Mm-hmm. What's up with their lever arms? What happens with angles? How do they move differently? How do we apply this to their minutes? Things like that. 
And I'm like, I'm, so, so I ended up calling Jim Gillen, who was a trainer at the time, every day for three months to the point where I think just out of pure frustration, he said to me, fine, we'll do it. Um, and what ended up happening is um, I, I got the job. And it started off that I was still the head strength coach, excuse me, the head trainer at Greenwood Athletic Club, um, and I was a part-time employee um, for the Denver Nuggets. So the, the gentleman prior to me, his name was Skip, um, he, um, he, was, he had the choice um, of either taking the Avalanche or the Nuggets. He chose the Avalanche, and I'm so glad he did. So what ended up happening was it was two full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So um, I would get on the road for a long road trip. Sometimes I'd get home 3 in the morning. I'd be back at the gym 5 um, the next morning, train clients, and then go to work. And after my first year, like I remember driving home, um, like, and I said to my wife, I just don't know if I can do this because you know, I'm, I'm dying over here. And she said, nah, just hang in. You, you got this. You're a warrior. The next day, Ellen nice. Bristow calls I me in. I like that. I like her. Oh, she's, oh, she's a star. She hit me like, there'd be times where, you know, we take things too seriously and it's like, I'm done with this. I can't take this. She's like, seriously? So let me ask you a question. Is this individual dictating your future or you? If you are, I'm cool with it. But he, if he is, we're in play with him. I'm like, you're right. I'll suck it up, and you know. So she, oh, she's amazing. Oh wow! So, well, well, oh, her name's sad. Alicia, right? Alicia, Alicia, Alicia yes, A L I C I A. Kudos to you, kudos to you for keeping <laughs> this guy in check. But you know that you know what? When you have a strong woman by your side, you can accomplish anything, and that's good. That's good. I, I like hearing that. But again, I, I cut you off. I just need to give her her props. No, she was, and then now it's gotten to the point like. Uh, Again, we have a, um, and, 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 and it rolls back, so I'll, I'll go back. So um, they end up, after the first eight months, saying, we'll hire you full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they gave me a nice raise, and that was it. That, that, that's 19 years ago. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've just, you know, it goes back to Greenwood, where um, Jay Madden, who was the owner at the time and the general manager was Steve Crum, um, I was doing well at Greenwood, and they were like, they were losing a good employee, but never did they once say, no, they're like, we support you in everything you do. And that's kind of been, everyone around me has always been so incredibly supportive of the things I wanted to do. It's like, wow, seriously? So it gives me a better idea of, you know, when people are trying to excel and get out from underneath you, but you've got to feed them and make them, you know, hire people that are better than you at certain things and then pump them up and let them go on their way and do things better than you and, and don't take credit for it. That, that's what it's all about, just giving back. And, and the only reason I even have a perspective of doing it is unselfishness um, they've created within me. Like, go ahead, do your thing. And like, even now with my with my with my young fellas, um, Jordan and Corey, you know, I, I give them specific concepts. So if Jordan will come to me and say, you know, I want to talk to you about this guy, I'm like, brilliant. You know, if we're looking to solve a problem, I'm in. But if we're talking just to talk, I'm not doing it. So we're directed in what we do. So what will end up happening, he'll then come to work with me, and I'll start saying specific things. He'll be like, hold on, Dad. Are we solving a problem now, or are we just talking to talk? And I'm like, you're right. You know, it's the same as, as my other guys. Like, we have a saying, we, 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 we can't get tired because we're alien warriors. So I'll come back from a road trip. My wife will be like, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm dead. He's like, really? You're tired? What's with the alien warrior thing? And I'm like, chat. So what ends up happening, nice. whatever you give out there comes back. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> hey, you remember we we talked about off air uh, earlier that not a lot of people can understand going to sleep at one, waking up at three, and going to train. They 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 say they do, but they really don't. <laughs> no, it's, and, and 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 again, we discussed earlier how um, again I don't you know I'm a huge believer in um, you've got to you have to overload the body in order for it to improve I'm mm -hmm. a huge believer in that um, you've got to be smart in how you overload it mm -hmm. then you've got to allow it time to recover you've got to be smart in that and, but I don't believe you ever rest I believe you recover mm -hmm. um, so I have um, I'm, uh, again I'm so passionate about everything I do is like when I lift weights I'm so excited it's like I you know I've got everything ready to go the next day and it, 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 I love it mm -hmm. you know I think uh, you know, I should thank freaking weight and the ability to do this because it's, it's my it's my therapy. Get into my own head. Um, I have um, a, a great ability to contemplate what it is I'm doing, and I get to practice stuff on me, which I'm going to later integrate some part of it um, to some of the athletes that I train. But the great thing about it is um, I've just created habits, mm -hmm. and what people do is they come off the habits because they allow themselves to perceive it as being hard. So generally speaking, I fully understand if I get my lift in first thing in the morning, generally speaking, my energy is good. And if it's not, I'm going to take a pre-workout with 250 milligrams of caffeine and people will be, you're shutting down your, I don't care. I'm taking it. I'm rolling. Mm -hmm. And then I'm replenishing my glycogen stores. This is what I got to do. This, 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 this. Now, I'm not, saying what, I'm not saying it works for everyone. I'm just telling you what I do. Mm -hmm. So like you, if we go on a road trip, we get into four in the morning. I'm lifting at seven, yeah. and hopefully later on that day, I get the ability to take a nap, but I don't guarantee myself that. Yeah. So if I have to keep going, I don't perceive it as I'm tired, or I just got to keep going. I don't allow myself, yeah. we give ourselves too many options. Yeah. We, we, and all it is, it's like, you know, we talk about Africa. I go back to Africa, and mm -hmm. I see some of the young kids there who have nothing. Yeah, and I look at the freaking smile on their face yeah. and how they love it. I'm, I'm like, seriously. And a lot of people seriously? don't understand this, but you and I do. A lot of people don't understand this. When when you talk about oh. nothing, you have less than nothing, but they'll still give you the shirt off their back. It, it, it astounds me that we can even open our mouths and complain about everything. Yep. The other day, I'm at the Pepsi Center, and the British national wheelchair basketball team um, comes in. And I'm talking to these young men, and then I took one of them to a, a little bit of workout. The dude's a freak of nature. I mean, he's pushing around. I'm like looking at this cat. I'm like, I promise you right now, I will never, ever, ever complain that this hurts or that hurts. Or I'm, I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, I don't have that right. And I think sometimes we give ourselves too many luxuries. And then, and then we start, again, we perceive something as being hard mm -hmm. and it's just a perception. It's just our perception. Yeah. You know, I, I see what we're able to endure and if you just understand that it's just a perception and your heart just becomes what you do, it's not hard. Because it's easy to quit, Steve. You know, people, if they if they have an easy way out, it's human nature. Uh, you know, a lot of people take it. That's why, you know, out of 100% of the people in the world, you always have that, that top 1%, 1.5%, because these are the people that do whatever it takes to get to where they need to get to. And not, not everyone has that, unfortunately. I wish more people did. Well, here's the thing. Um, I do and I don't. You know, I absolutely do because here, here's, what I, here's what I look at. Like, I, I sit there and, and I honestly say is I just feel that um, we're too comfortable. You know, we're, we're just too comfortable with everything. And sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone. So about 
two or three times a year, I undertake to do something which I absolutely, the only reason why I'm doing it is because I absolutely don't want to do it. So I will go to speak to 1,200 people in parks and recreation. And the only reason why I'm doing it is because I don't know anything about it and I'm way out of my comfort zone. I will go to speak to a yoga convention. Listen, nice. I'm the exact, and the old, I'm like, what? And then I'll get up there and I'm sitting, to, I'm, I'm saying to myself, why am I in there? And the reason why I'm in there, because I'm going to grow from this. You know, the other day I went and emceed a bodybuilding competition in Florida, having never done it in my life. And the head judge is looking at me saying, have you ever done this? No. <laughs> Do you know what you're in for? And he's like, this is the worst decision ever. And the head judge was such a brilliant guy, ex-Navy SEAL. I said, here's my goal. I'm going to be so prepared. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I can. I know by the end of the show, this is going to be my guy. Just because I'm just going to do the best. And you know what, at the end of the show, it was one of the coolest moments ever. These, these athletes did unbelievably well. I was a part of their journey. And it was something I, I only did it because I really didn't want to do it. Now, I don't feel people put themselves out. Mm-hmm. on that platform. I mean, everyone wants to do what they're successful at. They don't want to go out and do things where they're going to fail at. But you know, and it's not cliched, our greatest lessons come from our greatest failures. I, I agree. And sometimes people, I mean, I, George Cole, I'm sitting in his office one time, and you know, he, he brought up an amazing uh, concept. So Steve, if you feel you make enough money, your kids don't have to worry about anything you're good. And I'm like, I used to feel that, but I don't anymore. He said, well, it's never enough. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then just think of it. If they don't go through the same challenges you went through, are they going to be as fulfilled? And I stopped and I thought, and I said, okay, so let me, let me, let me just get my head around this. Prior to doing what I do, I honestly had a perception that if you had enough money with your kids' kids, didn't have to worry for anything, that was success. But then as the years went on, I, I rolled into the locker room, and I'm like, 98% of the time, I'm the happiest guy in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, and I absolutely, unequivocally, not even close to the financial um, range of some of the other guys here, and I'm like, it's got nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, are you intrinsically or extrinsically motivated? And if you're intrinsically motivated, you're good. But if you're extrinsically motivated and you're looking for more, it will never be enough. Mm-hmm. And that intrinsic motivation, I feel, comes from being able to help other people not expecting anything in return. And that, that's the greatest that's the greatest thing that you can actually do. And you know, when you can go and help someone that you that cannot pay you back, then you're doing such an amazing thing. And if you continue to do stuff like that, you know what? Maybe it'll it'll trickle down, and it'll you'll have a domino effect, and maybe more people will do that. You know, uh, but I think I think what you're doing, Steve, to me is amazing, and the, just a level of humility, and just just for our listeners to understand, you know, if Steve wanted to be an arrogant, you know, uh, egotistical person, he has every right to, but. You, as you can see during the show, he, he doesn't display that at all because that's not the type of person he is. And more people should be should learn from you, Steve, because I think that it, it's a it's a wonderful thing. I mean, again, how, like again, you say. I mean, I don't know. If you, um, I, I feel that you're a great man. You've done an unbelievable job. Of, and when you when you say things like that, I, I really I'm really humbled and I'm really really thankful. And, you know, when 
that happens all the time, and, and people, I, I don't think they're really, un, when people like come in this, like, come, and again, doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while, someone will be like, man, can I get my picture with you? I'm like, seriously? And it's not like, seriously, like, I'm like, seriously, you want your, and it's like, one of those, like, you really want this? And I'm like, I'm so blessed that you'd even notice, you know, it's like, this is so cool, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm devaluing the picture, but I'm like, are you kidding me that you'd, you would take the time out of your day to get a picture with me? And, and, and it's, it's, it's very, very cool because, again, like, I think we like to take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think we like to think what we do is too important. But generally speaking, there are, there are a lot of people doing that kind of unbelievable stuff behind the scenes that, that, that don't even look to get the credit. And so I'm like, I'm, I just want, you know, again, I just want to be a part of this brilliant thing. And, and, and I look for the good um, in hum, humanity, but, I, but I'm also a huge believer in it. It's our responsibility to help guide, make people better, largely through the mistakes we've made as well. And this, this, what you just said, I'm going to touch on that really quick, brings me back to the beginning of the show. When you, and I think this was before we started the show, that you were, you know, you were humbled that I asked you to come on the show. And I asked you to come on the show because I know that you're the type of person that you're doing for others. You're not looking for that recognition. It's my job, my responsibility to go and make sure that you get recognized for the all the things that you're doing, not as a pat on the back, but to say, hey, you know what? This is what Steve Hess is doing. You can do this too. You can make this happen. You can go out and, and, and aspire to be something greater and go and pay it forward and do what Steve Hess does. And that's what this is about, Steve. Uh, and thank you, man. Again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm just humbled that you, you hit me with these compliments, but I'm, I'm 100% putting it out there. If I'm able to be in, in the situation I'm in right now, um, I'm five foot three and a half, uh, and as I say, my path is the, the, anyone can do it. They can absolutely, as long as you're passionate and you grind and you're excited and you're legitimate. So, so if you can be you, find the you that you can be. So you don't have to act to be anyone else. You're good. You're good to go. Because if you can, if you can find that real you, it's the coolest thing ever. So I go to work and it doesn't matter who I'm training or what day it is. I don't, it doesn't matter if the individual's a, a lady who's 80 or a guy who's 97 or 40 or 20 or an athlete or a non-athlete or an owner or not. It doesn't matter. I have the ability to be me. So there's no false pretense. I can just be me every day. And I think sometimes we, we try to pretend to be someone else. And I'm saying, why? Mm-hmm. Find the you. Be passionate about it. If you choose this field, greatest field ever. But if you choose it for the right reasons. Yeah, and, and, and just for our listeners out there that thought we were just going to be speaking about the Denver Nuggets throughout the whole show, sorry to disappoint, disappoint you, but I, you know, I wasn't so much interested in the Denver Nuggets as I was interested in you. And now that we're coming towards the end of the show, Steve, this is what I want to do. I want you to, uh, to, to give us a little, a little, uh, I guess broad strokes on your wife because I know she's in your field too. So, um, you know, it, it's amazing because I'm also a huge believer in, uh, and again, I'm really trying not to be cliche. People are like, dude, seriously. But I'm a huge believer in we have the responsibility, the responsibility to ourselves to continually learn from the people we put around us. Mm-hmm. Unless they're our kids. They, 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 it's just the way it is for life. Um, and I've been lucky enough to choose a wife um, that I learn from every day. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's not reciprocal, but... 
Um, she, she's very humble. Um, she's loyal and she's hardworking. Uh, and you know, the, the, the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. So it's, you know, um, there are those days where you wake up and there's a little bit of a kink in your armor, uh, but we don't feed into that. So she's like, no, we're rolling or, and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I think we've created this entity where, um, like if you're going to come to our house, don't feel sorry for yourself because no one else does. Um, and, and we have these discussions where, you know, we all have these particular issues which, which we think are problems until we have real problems. So what we've discussed amongst the entire family is we're all problem solvers here. Mm-hmm. So if I come to you with a problem that you don't think is pertinent, just, just put it into the room. That doesn't even really matter. Give us a different perspective mm-hmm. as opposed to always buying into the sorrow of that particular issue. And, and she does an amazing job uh, of helping with that. But the other huge thing about her is like, I feel like um, with my job, I'm on the road a ton. Um, I feel like she's the stability um, of the entire group. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's, like, she's like the rock. Yeah. She, she, you know, she runs a house. I mean, she, she, and, you, and you absolutely unequivocally need that stability. But again, and never at any point does she ever harbor um, any, you know, any animosity towards what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you can't, it, it doesn't work like that. We don't, see, here's the thing. We, we believe guilt is a bad emotion. Mm-hmm. So, like, she, she, we joke. When I go on the road, she says, do you miss me? And I say, I'll never say that. Because missing is a bad emotion. I've chosen to be on the road half of the year. If I've missed you and the kids for half, and I know this sounds selfish, but if I've missed you for half of the year, half of the year, I'd be miserable. I can't allow myself to even conceptualize that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it just is what it is. This is what we've chosen. And she, as, as we develop these processes of thought and what we're doing, um, she's, just, she's the one that kind of pulls it all together. Unbelievable human being. Nice, you know, and I, and I love the concept because the way you, you structured your household as far as that thought process, you know, and not thinking that way, I call it the boo-hoo syndrome. Because people have, have a tendency <laughs> to, to be poor me, woe is me, you know, uh, boo-hoo, you know, just, 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 you know, if you're gonna go and feel sorry for yourself, you're right, you know, uh, you can, that, that's cancer, that's cancerous. And that, that kind of drains you. That's a, dra- that's a draining thing. So good thing you guys don't have that in your, in your relationship. But she sounds like an amazing woman, uh, that's helping to push you and get your family, uh, where you want to be because you're not even anywhere close to where you want to be. And even when you get there, you're going to want something else. So that, that, that's a good way to look at things, Steve. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I will never, and I get to say, we, we kind of joke, well, what are we going to do when we ret- retire? Are you kidding me? I'm going to be 70 and I'm be like, and again, I get these ideas in my, it'll never happen. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it just, 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 just not how we work. Now we just got to be smarter in the things we approach and how we approach them. And I, and I do feel like I've got to do uh a better job of having like that quiet time where, where you can introspect uh, things like that. And, mm-hmm. but, but again, we're growing the whole time, but, but I love your boo-hoo analogy because we, we just don't roll like that. Yeah. You can take that. You can put that on the wall when people walk in. Bing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that for real. Take, take it. It's all yours. It's all yours. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we're coming towards the end of the show, Steve. I mean, you and I, we can talk for hours and hours about a lot of stuff and you will definitely do that off air. Um, but we're coming to the tail end of the show. So what I like to do at this point, is if you can, you know, give some information to our listeners to to, to follow what follow what you're doing. Your I'm, I'm not going to say your career because uh, your career is multifaceted because it's not just one thing. But to follow your journey, 
uh, you know, and you, you use social media to actually connect, you know, to, to let things out so people know. So why don't you give that information so our listeners uh, can, can follow your journey? I love it. So I don't have a website yet. I, I really do have to construct it. Um, just because I, I think like a, some of the great examples that you'll get from some of the um, athletic endeavors that, that some of these guys do is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm on, uh, on Twitter under Steve Hess one I post a decent amount on Twitter. Um, and then I'm on Instagram under Steve13Hess. And then again, I'm, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, and, and the Facebook, the whole Facebook thing for me, I use it for inspiration. Mm-hmm. So if guys want to see, uh, and again, I friend a lot of people, and, and, and my whole thing is is guys want to be positive and see our positive journey, and I love it. And, and it's the same on Instagram and, and Twitter. I use, I use the, the, those uh, media outlets um, just to give people insight into what amazing things other people are doing. Um, and again, I'm blessed to be part of their journey, um, but fully understand that it's their journey. So, but the cool thing is, like, I, it's amazing. Like, we do appearances with the athletes, and we, we'll go into a school, and the kids really don't want to see me. And I'm respectful of that. You know, if we, if we roll in with the athletes, like, oh, my, this is the coolest thing ever. But then once that dies off, um, I think myself with the athlete, we can give them a more in-depth message. And a lot of the stuff we post on, um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it's, it's all real positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it does, I feel, give people insight into some of the, um, the great people around me. Um, so, so that'd be great if they want to do that. And as I say, I will at some point get a, um, a, an epic website going. But I don't have it right yet. Yeah, you, you're going to get it done because your wife's going to make sure because she, <laughs> she, 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 she's, she's definitely going to make sure. I can see that happening. And as she's going to listen uh, to the show, she's going to be like, uh-huh, we're getting this done. <laughs> but, you know, it's good that you and your wife have that have that synergy. Your family has that synergy. I love it. And, you know, I do encourage our listeners to, to go in and follow Steve Hess on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, because as he is, uh, is on this show is as he is in life. And just just listening to his journey, that should give you a good idea of what, what you're in for because when you have someone that has been this successful and is so humble to actually, you know, be in, in awe of somebody wanting to take their picture, it tells you something. And I, and I love that story, Steve. But I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this was great. Uh, and we're, gonna, we, we're definitely going to inspire some people here. And what I want to do is, uh, down the road, bring you back on to get some updates on what you have going on. Because by that time, you should have your site and you should have other things going on. And maybe we'll bring your wife on so she can tell me how she bosses you around. And then we can go into that whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, uh, absolutely. you got to have a lot. Because she's gonna be like, okay, let me just tell you, and she shall love you. Got you'll, you'll love her because she calls it. She, you know, it's the same thing as, uh, you know, we go to Red Rocks and I have all the athletes sprinting, and I'm sitting there screaming. So she tells uh, one of our trainers to uh, bring their kid. So she's like, Steve will hold the kid, and the trainer's like, why? Because all he really does is scream. So she's like, just keep it real. So you, you'll love her. Oh, That's the stuff. They're definitely gonna <laughs> bring on. We're gonna bring you on, Alicia. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I love it. All right. But, Steve, again, thank you again, and we're going to have you on uh, down the road. And, again, for our listeners, you know, again, 
on Twitter, Instagram, and and other on Facebook and other social media. Follow Steve Hess. He's a great guy. He's a strength and conditioning coach for the Denver Nuggets and assistant coach, right? Team assistant coach, Steve. So you. Yeah, yeah. You're doing awesome things, man. And again, I appreciate it. And for our listeners, make sure that you join us for our next uh, episode of the UCW Radio Show. We're going to have some great guests on uh, during the summer and going into fall. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be an, an amazing, fun time. And you're going to get inspired. Trust me on that. But thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back with you next time. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? All oh, that will be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.